guess what, guys? There is only one place you can get a true Colorado mountain pie. It's your favorite, locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint, Bojo's. The Colorado mountain pie has become a staple for not only natives, but for those who are just passing through and want to know where the best pizza in town is. Bojo's is the only answer. Bojo's dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. You heard that right. They infuse their dough with natural sweetener, and it is to die for. There's something for everyone at Bojo's. Large, delicious mountain pies for the entire family, a huge salad bar with fresh veggies galore, Colorado beer on tap, including our personal favorite, Breck Brews, and your personal favorite sports teams playing in the background. Bojo's has private party rooms for all your holiday get-togethers or to celebrate birthdays and other large events. They have $4 happy hours in select locations along with gluten-free and plant-based options as well. There is nothing more important to Bojo's than their community, which is why they are always happy to help you raise money for your fundraising causes. Host your next fundraising event at any of their five front-range locations. They are also offering their holiday se- this holiday season a special pint glass koozies that make great stocking stuffers and come with a $5 gift card. Check those out at their site today at bojos.com. That's bojos.com and tell them DNVR Rams sent you. Off the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. What is up, my friends? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. Excited, really excited, actually, for the early signing period that will take place on Wednesday. Uh, Colorado State did lose a couple of verbals today, and we will talk about that. Uh, But have heard that there are a couple of guys that maybe not originally anticipating signing that are uh, ultimately going to sign tomorrow, so I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Um, overall, I, I'd say it's going to be a, a shorter episode. We're going to have a ton of content tomorrow. There's obviously going to be the press conference with Steve Adazio where he will address the players that have signed national letters of intents. He can only reference and only comment on players that have signed those NLIs. 
Um, so that press conference taking place at 2.30 p.m. Anyone that has signed an NLI before then will be fair game to ask about, and we will certainly have plenty of questions. We're going to uh, post it on Twitter asking for suggestions and things that you would like us to just focus on with our coverage uh, of signing day of the guys that ultimately uh, end up signing those NLIs. Got a couple of things around the league that I wanted to briefly address. Obviously, the news of the uh, potential new TV deal with Fox came out. We're going to jump into that. But first, I just kind of wanted to talk about the news that came out of Logan, Utah. And that was three Utah State football players uh, were arrested on possession of marijuana in Logan, Utah. Quarterback Jordan Love, running back Gerald Bright, and wide receiver Sean Carter were each charged Tuesday with possession of controlled substance, uh, marijuana, which is a Class B misdemeanor in Utah. Um, six people were initially contacted. This is uh, according to KSL.com. A uh, seventh later identified as Jordan Love, the quarterback was brought to the officer's attention after hiding in a nearby bedroom. The responding officer requested urine tests due to the marijuana odor. After initially refusing, the seven individuals eventually complied after police obtained a warrant. They were found to be in possession of marijuana by virtue of having it in their system. Uh, They have an arraignment scheduled for December 30th in Logan, but the Utah State Aggies will be playing in the Tropical Smoothie a cafe Frisco Bowl. What a terrible name! Uh, against Kent State on Friday, December twentieth. So ten days before that, according to KSL.com, those three players that were arrested have been cleared to play in the bowl game, uh, so they will not be missing it. Not super shocking. Like there were a lot of jokes on Twitter, obviously about uh, bowls and and all that kind of stuff, and uh, people were talking about you know poor judgment before the bowl game that it was probably gonna cost them an opportunity to play in the bowl game and you know that's that's certainly a fair comment um I think there's obviously a philosophical debate about whether uh, you know these players should get in trouble for marijuana or not but the laws are the laws it is local uh, you got to be smarter than that especially in an apartment near the Utah State campus, uh, just having been in Logan, it's not an area you want to do that. Uh, they will they will catch you, as they certainly found out. But this was this was definitely interesting. Not very often do you see the quarterbacks, a team's leading rusher, and one of their uh, most productive wide receivers all arrested in one incident. So. Not a banner moment for the Aggies. Uh, I'll say this. I, I, I don't want to get into like a, a big, you know, rant about marijuana and marijuana laws and stuff like that. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Uh, you know, the laws are the laws. It is what it is. Um, the fact that they were in their own apartment, though, that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Like, they weren't dangering anybody. They weren't bothering anybody. Who's the narc that turned these guys in? That's my question. Which which dude in the apartment building didn't mind his own business and had to call the police on a bunch of dudes just minding their own business in their own apartment? 
That's how I feel. That's my opinion. I I completely understand that, you know, the laws are the laws and these are football players. They got a lot at risk. They they shouldn't be doing it because it's against uh you know, well, first and foremost against the law there, but obviously against team rules, school rules as well. Um but it's also 2019, almost 2020. I think we're all well aware of marijuana in modern times and just what it's viewed. You know, if this would have been a, a DUI situation, if they would have been rolling around and, and gotten pulled over and the driver was impaired, that's a completely different situation. That would have been much more serious. And honestly, I would have been a lot more critical. But at this point, I think, you know, they were doing what a lot, a lot of college students do. They got in trouble for it. They'll have to pay for it. Could ultimately cost these guys down the line. Uh, Jordan Love obviously announced that he will declare for the NFL draft. I don't really see this being a huge deterrent for him. You know, he's not the first guy that's been arrested for weed before the draft. He won't be the last at the end of the day. If scouts think this kid can play, they're going to take a chance on him. He's got a big arm. Uh, Not a particularly great season. Did still throw for 3,000 yards, but 17 touchdowns, 16 interceptions for Jordan Love and the Aggies this year. I just wanted to briefly talk about that. Um, Yeah, all right. Well, we're going to jump right into the news here about the Mountain West and the new TV deal. This came out on Twitter. Uh, But before we do that, I want to take a quick moment to acknowledge our friends from Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery is the Davidson's Wine and Spirits Brewery of the Month. Download their app and enjoy a six-pack for only $7.99 all month long. That means you can pick up some vanilla porter, some oatmeal stout, Christmas ale, avalanche ale, Colorado Core, strawberry sky, whatever floats your boat, guy. Pick it up, use that app, $7.99 all month long. Not going to want to miss out on this awesome deal. Welcome back to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. As I said, we are going to just briefly talk about the media rights, which have been a big point of discussion amongst Mountain West fans on Twitter. Uh, According to a report that came out from the Sports Business Journal, uh, the new deal with Fox uh, replacing ESPN for the Mountain West would start on July 1st, 2020. With this new deal, it's about a 300% increase in revenue for each school. Obviously, uh, really good instead of getting uh, about a million dollars each. Both All the schools are going to get about $3.18 million per year. Uh, still significantly significantly less than uh, all the major conferences obviously not even in the same conversation as the sec and conferences like that but still uh, pretty significantly less than the aac the american which currently gets seven million per member uh, say you should should recognize that boise state and hawaii have their own tv deals boise state obviously has that lifetime deal with espn or whatever and they get to negotiate separately, uh, basically means they get a, their own chunk of the pie because 
the Mountain West is held hostage by them, and they're scared that they're going to lose them to another league. Uh, this really was more in response to when Boise State was flirting with like the Big East. Well, I guess technically they actually accepted an invite to the Big East before it folded, along with San Diego State. Uh, at this point, it doesn't really seem like Boise State's that big of a threat to leave. Where are you going to go? I guess you could jump for the American. They're not getting in a power conference. They're just not. Uh, you know, <laughs> the point of this wasn't to, to rail on Boise or anything like that. It's just a fact of the matter. Idaho's not a big enough TV market. They don't have a enough to offer from an academic standpoint. And it's just not a big enough school. But the uh, the thing that's interesting to me with this new TV deal is, yes, it's it's more money, but I'm not sure being on FS1 or FS2 even worse. How many people have FS2? Not not very many would be my guess. Um, it's just I don't know. It's not as good of exposure as being on ESPN2. Certainly not as good of exposure as being on ESPN. I know. Uh, from a rating standpoint, FS1 actually uh, draws better ratings than ESPN2, and that makes sense because they've got the talk shows and stuff like that, the Skip and Shannon and whatever, Colin Coward, all of that stuff. But I just mean from a from a football viewing perspective, I, as someone that's an avid consumer of college sports, I could say that I consume a lot more media through ESPN networks and ESPN platforms than I ever do through FS1 or any of those other ones. It's not that I I don't. I do watch games on Fox and FS1 and not, I guess, FS2. I'm not technically sure if I even have that channel, but I don't know. I'm, I, I just, I'm not sure if this is a winner or not. More money is, is certainly a good thing, and if ESPN wasn't willing to pay more, or, then, you know, this was might have been the, the only realistic option that the league had but I don't think it's going to, you know, take them to the next level. I don't think it's an improvement in exposure. And more than anything, I don't really think it's going to eliminate these late kickoffs. That was one of the things I saw on Twitter being mentioned a lot. They were like, well, if it get r- gets rid of 8 p.m. and 8.30 kickoffs, I'm all for it. I'm not so sure that's going to be the case. Uh, they, they're they already Pac-12 games on FS1, and they kick off late. With the Mountain West having so many California schools, it just it limits the league. They're they're always gonna be late games. It's just the position we're in now. They cater to TV. It's it's how it is. Uh, back in I remember back in the mid two thousands, there were a lot of games that just weren't on TV, and that sucked. I'm I'm sure it was great for the people in town that that got to go to all the games, and and you know we were there in person at Hughes Stadium, soaking it all in. Shout out to all you. Uh, you know the the Ram faithful, but as a a young CSU fan growing up with my dad who was an alum, there were I just remember being so pissed off about not being able to watch games. Um, one that sticks out in particular, I want to say it was like 2006. I I didn't double check this date because this is actually uh, something that just kind of popped in my head right now. But one of the games that just comes to mind was like a. It was a non-conference September game against uh, Weber State and Weber State, Weber State, not 100% sure how you pronounce that, but the game wasn't on TV and I was staying with my grandparents and I just remember I was 
so just furious just being it's 2006 or you know whatever year it was how how can this game not be on tv and now you know all the games are on tv but people get frustrated because of the time so it's one of those where it's just like the grass isn't always greener uh there's it's an it's a it's a difficult issue to address it's it's never going to be perfect uh but i certainly certainly would appreciate less 8 p.m. kickoffs as well as someone that has to create content for a living especially on game day i am never going to complain about earlier kickoffs but yeah like i said going to keep today's episode shorter have a lot coming up over the next couple of days i did want to mention that csu did lose a verbal commit tonight from josh henderson three-star linebacker uh, as eddie hers my good friend posted on twitter had 115 tackles this season 157 last year 160 the year before that so dude's a tackling machine uh regular bobby boucher but uh he has offers from fresno state utah state air force very well could see him in the future shout out to eddie for posting that uh, used to be the 247 guy now at the Loveland Reporter Herald. He does great work. Much love, Eddie. Uh, along with him, Weston Lee Wallace, a three-star offensive tackle, decommitted as well. Um, you know, not not the end of the world. Like I said earlier, you have three total players that have decided to uh, reopen their commitments now that Steve Adazio is in charge, now that it is a new regime along with that you have three players that have decided to transfer there will probably be a few more along the way there usually are once you get into spring ball and and stuff like that you just kind of got to let it see how it all plays out but all things considered I think the staff's done a pretty decent job of coming in and just reassuring people and winning a lot of recruits over we talked about that pretty extensively on the podcast yesterday that was good to come out and make a bang, especially in the state of Colorado. So a lot of uh, a lot to keep up with. Really excited for that early signing day tomorrow. We will obviously have tons of content. Going to be a lot of fun. We will be at the press conference with Steve Adazio. Also supposed to get a one-on-one interview. So really looking forward to that. Um, depending on how the audio turns out, might get some of that on the podcast. Probably going to save most of it, though. For our premium subscribers, much love to everyone that does subscribe. You guys, you know, you make my dreams come true. To quote, you know, Daryl uh, Hall and Oates, baby. You make my dream come true. There's a reason I'm not a singer, guys. All right. Keep up with DNVRMs for everything tomorrow. It's going to be a fun day. Uh, excited for the early signing period to be here. Excited to get through with it. And excited to see who is going to be a Ram next year. Who is going to be in the green gang as the kids are posting on the old Twitter.com. But that is all we have for today. Shorter episode. We'll be back tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. Much love.
kid with the cuff khakis wearing graphic tees feeling way too trendy raps that kill oh i'm deadly primed and ready like machetes at a deli in new delhi feeling scummy like martin scarelli turn jam into jelly then drink it like juice the water's the truth so i sip on that too skinny looking kid with no car keys like the only thing i drive is rcrv's got the stash like steve harvey oh i'm gnarly like non